Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. We are a group of converts from Singapore focused on sharing convert experiences and lessons to benefit both born Muslims and converts alike. If you have anyone in your life trying to find their path back in Islam, do share our podcast with them and have a discussion about the stories told by our fellow brothers and sisters. Do follow us on Spotify and send your feedback via our Instagram page at Convert Central. Welcome to a new episode of Convert Central. So this is actually kicking our first uh, podcast from our Ramadan series, Sharing the Ramadan Experience. So with me today, I have Sister Alina. She's a very, very special Muslim. She's uh, a second-gen Muslim. Uh, that's what we call uh, Muslims who are actually, they have parents who are converts. So she actually lies in a very, um, you know, not frequently seen demographic where one of, uh, her father is a, uh, convert and her mother is a born Muslim and uh, sh- with, her, with that comes re- uh, very special experiences so we are very pleased to have uh, Sister Alina here today so uh, why, why not uh, you take some time to introduce yourself Sister Alina Hi hi, call me Sister Alina So like Brother Siddiq has mentioned I'm uh, my father is a Chinese convert and my mother is a Malay born Muslim and I'm a very happy and proud uh, second gen convert. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Okay, so as as a second gen convert, right, or second gen Muslim, right? Do you do you find like any differences in in your experiences as a Muslim, like either growing up or right now as you are as you are walking through your 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 path? Uh, do you find that like, there's a difference between you as a second gen Muslim convert to born Muslims or even converts? I I think it's definitely there's a difference. Um, and I can relate to both. So like. I can relate to the converts community as, as like the challenges of having um non-practicing family and um environment. Uh so like the challenges so that that kind of comes from the convert aspect. There's a similarity there. Um and then I also relate to the born Muslim um Malay community because like after all I am born Muslim. So whether or not I'm religious or not, Islam has already been a part of my uh, identity since I was born. Um, so, um, and, and the difference is that I, I had um, a journey like in primary school and secondary school and JC everything um, with regards to my journey towards Islam, uh, unlike converts that only started like later on in their life. So, um, for me, it's a very... Um, mix like you know it's, it's like the center of both worlds and um this is um it's nice to see that there's more second gen muslims like um that i've met a lot also uh but and um yeah our our experiences and our um background is is definitely different from one muslim um that are both parents are born Muslims and or, or um, converts lah. Yeah. Well, what is one challenge that that you feel as a second gen convert, right? That that uh other second gen converts would face, but not born Muslims or converts. Is there an issue like that that you guys face? Uh, I, I don't know about others, but for me, um, I think maybe environment or um. I honestly I feel that every second gen um convert has its 
their own path, you know. Some some could be um the parents convert and then it's becomes super religious and then like uh, becomes very strict and then um the the, the daughter is raised up in a very strict like um manner or some is like um convert um civil marriage um it, 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 civil marriage is not convert I mean like um convert but then um not practicing lah. So so then uh, the child um grow up in a in a um free thinker kind of uh, life mm. or um there are even families where like two of the family members are practicing Christianity or free thinker and two are practicing Islam and it's um this is definitely not something you can see in a born Muslim family or in a convert's family lah. So yeah. We're actually very, very blessed to have uh, Farhan with us. Uh, the last time that we had a guest on our show, mm-hmm. he's actually a second-gen convert also. So his father was the convert, his mother was the born Muslim. So exactly like you said, where every born Muslim, uh, every second-gen convert has their own circumstances, right? Um, do, do you feel like it has... Uh, your identity as a second-gen uh, convert, do you think like it has challenged you more or has it like benefited you more, in a sense, as a Muslim? Uh, I think... In the past, I used to, I used to say that it's a, um, it's a challenge and it's a restriction. It's a, it's a trial, because like I, I was surrounded with a lot of Malay friends that, um, like parents are like, you know, like parents tell you to pray. The parents tell you to, um, as the parents tell you to wear hijab. Parents tell you to, like you know, so. I always felt like why like a bit, I a bit unfair like because my family background wasn't very religious, um. But um, as I mature older, I I realized that it was actually a blessing, um, in disguise. And I'm uh, you know, like uh, it's, it was a blessing uh, because like my journey, um, everything it, it really taught me something. And I'm I wouldn't be who I am now if not for whatever like journey I had for that. Um, yeah. So like um for example Ramadan, like I'm I'm very happy to be in this uh, Ramadan edition because it's something that I um can relate to. So Ramadan was the only thing that that um was there for me even since the start of my uh, in primary school. So because I didn't have um uh salat salat as a as a big part of my life, um but I had Ramadan. So so um so it's like a Ramadan was like a yearly reminder that, that hey you're Muslim don't forget that you know um and even if you like don't pray or don't anything uh you you don't eat and you don't drink you fast for me um, I will reward that you know um so so Ramadan was something that that I think um I started fasting maybe primary school um and I, I used to enjoy it um used to enjoy it and uh, even even um. Even like uh, in CCA, like uh, netball, right? It's a sport CCA. That, um, some of the netball girls, they were not fast, and even because it's not even budget for us to fast because before our uh, puberty, right? So they they were just not fast because of the training and everything. But I would be like so on. Like, I will go netball and I fast and I will see them take water breaks and I, I don't care. I just like you know I I like want to hold on to my fast and everything. So. Um, fasting was something that that was like there since young. Um, but of course back then I only fast because, as in like the ordinary minimal fast, which is 
not eat and drink. I I never saw any significance. I don't know why I fast. I don't know why. I had no like spiritual element to it. And um, yeah. So the the um, like the change in my Ramadan. Um, I think the biggest impact uh change was in uh, end of twenty eighteen or like beginning of twenty nineteen. Um, where I like really that that was the period where I like really started to um take my Islam uh, more seriously uh, because um yeah so so in secondary school um I I was a Muslim I I uh I know what is salat I know what is Ramadan um I didn't know what is Taraweh but I had a lot of Malay friends so like how was Taraweh you don't know what is Taraweh must I know what is Taraweh and they were like oh it's just uh um prayer in in Ramadan and I oh okay but I never go before lah and um my junior um which was my best friend at, at that time he actually invited me to go Taraweh at Masjid with her in I think maybe sec, sec three or something um and I, I was like oh like, why not right like that, that sounds good because Ramadan was like I said uh, it was some every Ramadan is when I like start to like um pray more and um and I like, start praying again, even though like um after I, I try to keep it out, but after a few months then it falters and goes go back down and everything like that. But Ramadan is always something that I like try to get closer to Allah, you know, which is what everyone does. So I, I wanted to go to Rawi with her lah. Um, but um my I I wouldn't ap- approach my dad for permission because my dad um doesn't want anything to do with Islam kind of. Uh, but I went to my mom lah, so because my mom is the born Muslim, right? Um, to ask if I can go Taraweh at night, um, with my friend. Then um, her her idea was the Taraweh is a uh, is meant for guys, like or or like masjid is jemaah is for meant meant for guys, you know, like Friday prayers and stuff. So that like women should just stay at home. Um, so she didn't let me to go out, um, Taraweh with my friend lah, and she said stay at home. Yeah, like. I stay at home, I'm not like going to do Taraweh alone. I don't know how to do Taraweh, you know. I, I, I want to go with my friend because she offered to teach me how to do Taraweh and everything. I, I you know, uh, so, um, so yeah, I never knew how to start Taraweh and stuff. I mean, never uh, experienced it until last year Ramadan. So, last year Ramadan was the most, so I'm, uh, last year Ramadan was the most, um, memorable Ramadan. Um, for me, um, because after JC, uh, after I graduated JC in uh, end twenty eighteen, I decided to like, yeah, I I suffered for three years already. I'm going to do what I want, going to like um like like volunteer all uh, here and there. I want to learn how to play soccer. I want to blah blah blah. So one of the things that I wanted to do was um go back to Islam. Uh, I think like um before like from from. Primary to primary school to secondary school, uh, I I always had up and down like I, I would watch YouTube videos, um like Noman Lihan and then get very like iman iman spike and then after a while we will go down and stuff. So um after after uh JC I, I decided to like hey I want to like be consistent like take my Islam seriously you know like really look into it really go and seek knowledge. So I went for the um 
let a uh, prayer pause at uh, the outcome. Then so that I went to um Quran class because I I felt like uh, Quran was like learning how to read um Quran is um very important. Or it just was just um more attractive to me. Uh, so I I went to that was like um yeah I went to Quran learn how to read Quran and um. Uh yeah, so so twenty nineteen was my um thinking point I guess. Uh so in terms of Ramadan, um it was also the first Ramadan that I really bothered to go and find out more about Ramadan. So I I mm. uh, literally went for every class that I saw poster. So like every week I had like one or two talks about Ramadan, and even though like there's some overlaps, but every talk I like learned something new about Ramadan. You know I didn't. Before that, I didn't know that um oh we fast is to again uh, taqwa. I didn't know that oh uh, there's this thing called like like two kadar. So I didn't know that um I didn't know that um uh like the first ten days is for mercy and then uh forgiveness and then salvation from like save, uh protection from hellfire and stuff. Like I didn't know that um um Quran was revealed in Ramadan. I didn't know all these things about Ramadan. Um and I didn't know yeah so so before that it was mainly just don't drink don't eat don't lie don't angry but I I don't I, I didn't even know like why we cannot get angry in Ramadan or stuff like that you know um it was just more of like a ritual thing um yeah so I think like it's something that all converts or all Muslims can relate is like that point where you like actually to take something seriously yeah. Yeah. you mentioned something interesting actually uh, that, that I managed to pick up right uh, you said that uh, when you wanted to go for your first Taraway with your friend in secondary school right uh, you asked your father first uh, you wanted to ask your father first but you realised that like he wasn't probably, he wasn't probably going to say yes because of the circumstances so you meant to ask your mother then I actually realised that like that is the blending of the convert's background versus the born Muslim's background because like a born Muslim would never ever experience something like that where like even if your dad or or what particular parent isn't practicing right they will have po- been brought up in an Islamic like lifestyle and like if if like you ask if they can go for Taraway right, then like it's, it, it, I mean the implied answer should be a yes uh, because it's Taraway you know you're a born Muslim your whole family is, is Muslim whole family tree right but we talk about converts right like I don't ask my mom if I can go pray Tarawi. She's gonna I'm gonna take one and a half hours to explain why it's Tarawi to her. You know? And then I'm gonna miss Tarawi, right? So <laughs> uh <laughs> you know, so like for for, for converts is that for moms is that but for, for you you have a very like intertwined kind of uh situation where your father is is, is I mean your 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 the your the your your father's side is, is a particular way of thinking, your mother's side is another particular way of thinking. Like uh, I think that is quite interesting. Uh, like dynamics in the family, ha- has that ever affected your ibadah, like in your entire journey, or like w- were there times where it will deter your 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 strife, or were there times that that will spur you on? Uh, I think like um generally we can all agree that environment plays a part lah. So like like um like having people to like um fast with or call out with or everything really does motivate you and um really encourages you or even if they don't do it together with you they say like good job or like yeah yeah say anything supportive or anything um it really does like help um and then likewise the opposite like like no converts i've 
I've heard stories where converts get thrown out of the house for, or like um the the father um burn the 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 or sujada or something. You know, like super extreme cases lah. Uh, fortunately, I don't face that. I don't I don't face any like um extreme struggles and stuff. So I'm very blessed and um I'm 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 very blessed for my circumstance lah. Okay, then let, let's let's go to the real deal. Okay, as a as a second gen convert, right, and in a situation where unfortunately, just by the way it is, right, one of your parents isn't as practicing as you wanted him to be, him or her to be. Yeah, do you feel an obligation as a as as a con, as a born Muslim child then to to do something about the situation? And how do you feel about it? Because I'm sure a lot of second-gen converts also face the same situation where born Muslims, they don't face it. Converts, obviously not. Probably face a different type of issue where you have to bring someone into faith altogether, right? But you are facing a situation where one of your parents has committed to to taking, making a promise to Islam, but, uh, you know, things aren't turning out the way it should be. Does that make you, f- like, you know, uh, feel in a particular manner? Does that make you react in a particular manner? I think when I'm in secondary school and JC, uh, I I wouldn't even think about seeing others because I I myself wasn't that um religious um even though I wanted to be religious but I wasn't uh, so I didn't have the knowledge or I didn't have the desire to like, care about others because I was caring too much about myself um I, of course right now if you ask me that right now uh, of course definitely I want everyone that I love. To, to um come into Islam to, to um practice and everything and I, I would feel like I uh there is a res- responsibility for me to to, to guide to, uh, I mean guidance comes from, from Allah um but we can be a means of like reminder or um, you know and, and it doesn't even have to be like verbal it can be like just actions lah so like my brother he he, he Give a um good advice like he, he said like we just go and be ourselves we just go and be the Muslims we want to be and they um they like they like see us they 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 look at us um um then they they might slowly like be curious to like want to find out more you know um and and, and I'm saying this because my brother is someone with good character um like I I really respect him he's he's he never like he's he's a very calm very like he he like yeah he's he has good character lah. so that's why um i i admire him about that like the and the idea of dakwah through actions like slow gradual gradually um, yeah yeah so it's it's quite interesting right like honestly in your situation where you have to play the role of a convert where you have to have dakwah and and still secondly you still have to Conform to the norms and expectations of one Muslim. That's quite a mm. big role to live up to sometimes, right? And and, and it's amazing. I think you you've, you've been living up to it very very well. Um, let's yeah. I'm Yeah. life. I've known you for about a year now, and and it's been, it's, we've both grown a lot. I've been very thankful for the experience and and the lessons yeah, learned. Last year Ramadan was the most special. Ever, what what do you what do you think made last year Ramadan so special? You mentioned how special it was, and but what do you think was the change in or 20, before twenty nineteen and twenty nineteen? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, like I said, like I I actually went to learn what is Ramadan about, 
all about. And um, I I went to um, I went my first taraweeh because I'm twenty years old and I don't need permission to go out. <laughs> so I went my first taraweeh and it was um taraweehless. It was a group like there are come they 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 organize a group for people who first time taraweeh um and converts and second gen converts. So uh, I I went for that and it really like um help having befrienders there because like, I I wouldn't know what like how to perform taraweeh or like um like certain things lah. and I I would feel like awkward because like that um that was like one of the first few times that I like engaged uh mosque like because my eighteen years of life I I never I barely stepped into a mosque you know so so having the group um is is a uh, good lah and uh yeah like and I made a lot of friends from there that are uh, still my friends now and uh. That, that we still keep in touch and everything like you lah right um so yeah for my first time i also had my first ramadan camp um with the arkham youth of daru arkham um yeah so so we, we um organize a ramadan camp where where there's like kiam and there's um um like uh tadabur, like uh reflection of quran or like um very fun games but it's a camp lah, so it's like very fun, but it's also grounded to like everyone is a Muslim, you know. It's it's not just a normal secondary camp and stuff. It's like it's a it's a camp where like everyone around me is a Muslim trying to be better, um, in this month of Ramadan. So if I can distill like like whatever you talked about the differences between all the other Ramadans and last year's Ramadan, right? Um, yeah, a lot of first times. Yeah, a lot of first times, and and the two main things that actually drive drove uh made twenty nineteen so special for you was because was was firstly we've talked about knowledge. You you were seeking a lot of knowledge about Ramadan every day. You were going to different lectures, different classes, different events to learn about Ramadan, and like true knowledge we enhance our practices. That's one thing that is very important. Where like you have to maintain a moderate like stance in this where. You can't seek too much knowledge, and you don't practice. Then, like that would uh make us heedless because we have the knowledge and we're not practicing. You know, uh. Secondly, uh, we we are practicing, but we don't have the knowledge. So we might be practicing things that are not even based in the essence of Islam. So it's it's great. Like in the in the month of Ramadan, right? Like, especially like you you have to look at where we are. You know. Like especially when we are just starting out, right? And we 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 feel like we want to do a lot of things, but because of the fact that we are starting out, we don't have a lot of knowledge, right? We tend to do things that are that that we look back and realize that, oh, like that wasn't actually uh like, you know, based on anything at all. So, like I I I just personally feel like as a as a summer starting out or as a convert, you know, uh, a part of Ramadan, your first few Ramadan, of course, uh, is also beside your ibadah seeking knowledge. And that itself is also ibadah, you know. So, but it's also so much, so many avenues, you know, to seek knowledge, uh, you know, outside of circuit breaker, of course. Nowadays, during circuit breaker, we have thirty minute, forty minute, uh, Ramadan reminders, which is also a blessing. Uh, you have to understand and understand why we worship and how to worship, you know, and the inner dimensions of it to, you know, to supplement the worship. So that's one thing you point out, and it's and it's it's uh. Amazing ah, it's a, I I felt it personally as well. Last year, twenty nineteen was also my first like quote unquote proper Ramadan, and together with you and and our our mutual friends, we seek we sought the knowledge together, and it was a life changer lah. 
Um, another thing that let's let's talk about the next thing that 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 you've you've mentioned. Yeah, uh, companionship. Yeah, so yeah. you mentioned terawiyas. You mentioned also uh, Ramadan camp. But uh, and uh, let's let's go more into it. You know, of course, knowledge was the one thing that drove twenty nineteen to be a a a life changer, a game changer in terms of Ramadan, right? But what about companionship? Did it did 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 you did the fact that you found new friends, better friends that will bring you to the din much more than ever in the month of Ramadan? Did that help you? Did that was that a reason why Ramadan became so good? Yes, that's good. Uh, before that, um, what you said about knowledge, right? It's it's uh, it's knowledge, but it's not just the knowledge. Uh, from all the talks and stuff, right? There's also the motivation, you know, because it's like, oh, mercy, forgiveness, uh, blah blah blah. So, um, it's not just knowledge. It's like really like the feel like feeling uh, like the spiritual fact, um, like making making it uh, closer to our hearts. Um, but okay, uh, companionship, yes. That's the biggest blessing of last year's Ramadan. I I, I feel that uh, although Taraweeh was is um very good because because is like super special prayer that only comes in Ramadan you know, and and is um uh, so highly highly recommended like yeah you know okay so yeah so friends like this is I would I wouldn't even say friends is it was a family lah that I found through um my Ramadan experience last year um so so it, it felt really super nice to 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 find people that are um also like trying to learn more about islam also like trying to um you know be, become a better muslim and um who, who are not who we can esteem frequency like, like we can talk about islam freely and everything so that was something that i didn't have in primary school and secondary school and JC, uh, yeah, like not that much lah. So, um, yeah, and I think it's like it's amazing like how Allah sends you people in your way, like um, that that you know you just click and you just like, you know um. So last year like Ramadan like I uh from Ramadan after um uh, the Travelers group. That, that I mentioned, we had Jalan Raya. So, like, all these, um, all the converts that, that don't have, um, uh, family to visit, we visit our friends, which is our second family, our, our fellow brothers and sisters in Islam, uh, you know, uh, even, and, um, on Idul Fitri day, uh, that was the first time that I went for Idul Fitri prayers. Usually, I just, like, uh, like, wait for people to come to my house and then, Haraya, Haraya, Selamat Haraya, kind of thing. But last year, I, 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 cause, cause of whatever I learned in Ramadan, um, I wanted to celebrate it because it was my best Ramadan. And I wanted it to be my best Idul Fitri. So I, I went to my first Idul Fitri prayers, and well, after Idul Fitri prayers, I met um brothers and sisters from the Travelers group also, and we and they were like so so like welcoming, you know, like um hey let's take a selfie, let's. <laughs> let's uh go for lunch let's um we're going to this um sister's house later you want to come uh, we, um and stuff like that and then because the travelers had a uh, jalan raya and and even now that whatsapp group is still uh active not active active but it's like it's still active lah. um and uh from there i i i did uh found a even more intimate and closer group of friends um 
that I that are all like um that I found from from the outcome um classes and and uh, events and everything, including uh this our host here very sick. Uh, like we we were. Oh, like I don't know how our friendship started. Like, it's just like really blessing of uh, from Allah, and um, yeah. So like we we were like meeting like every single week, you know, like maybe like every few days, and, and every like um meeting every lunch, every class, we like we go classes together, everything, every class, every lunch, everything, every day that we meet, that is um we we are reminded of Allah, you know, and. and um because of the because of the because all of us here are like trying to um be more uh, get closer to allah and and it's it's like a safe space for us to like talk about islam talk about our experiences our journey our our um opinions about certain things share knowledge and everything so that bond and um they did that family is just um made my last year ramadan super special yeah I I, no, I I definitely personally fully agree with whatever you say lah. You know, being in the same group of friends and uh, we can never un like understate the importance of of the companions that we've met during Ramadan, because if we had changed the context and we imagine we did not join the circus that we have joined then, I don't think that like I would have been sitting here like doing whatever I'm doing. I would have got like I have gotten the opportunities to meet good teachers and even uh you know I gotten access to certain type of knowledge without my friends that I've met during Ramadan and and beyond so in in a way my friends made me to who I am today and that started from Ramadan and as mentioned and th- that's really truly how truly important how uh, truly important companionship is uh, when it comes to a Muslim, especially in the month of Ramadan when we are just starting out. And so, you know, thank you so much for sharing your your story and the, the two big uh, driving factors between how Ramadan has changed is, is firstly, is knowledge. Knowledge is always important to supplement with our practice, especially when we are in the state of practicing more. We pray yeah, 17... Exactly, yeah. We pray 17 rakats a day for just obligatory prayers. You know, if you can just improve one aspect in in just one rakat, then we are improving our prayers by 17 times of the day. And you multiply that by 30 days in Ramadan, that, that goes upwards towards, what, 500, upwards of 500 times, you know. Uh, you just talk about friends and, and, and companionship. Um... Yeah. But brotherhood in Islam. Like, I went to Rawi, I was standing at the first row of the um, ladies. I, I looked down, it was literally a sea of brothers. Like, like, like um, at Masjid Darul Gulfran. And then I looked behind, uh, I turned around, it was a sea of sisters. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, wow, like, that was like, so, like, hard, hard, um, hard touching because I've never I I never even experienced a jam like I barely experienced jamaahs and that was like jamaah like the very jamaah jama- extreme yeah <laughs> and then and then the imam recitation was so nice and like I heard so many surahs that I've never heard before because I always recited 
like the he close and and like, you know it's like uh, yeah. So you also mentioned the 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 effect of companionship in in sitting with friends in classes and and circles, right? So one of the uh there there, there are three types of hearts uh, uh for 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 Muslim be- uh, and believers, right? The first type is a healthy heart, and the healthy heart is is truly one of a believer's heart where you have husnuzan of Allah. You don't expect uh, anything more. You just want His pleasure, which most of us are not at that station. And then you have the opposite of the spectrum, a dead heart. And one of the things of a dead heart is that you you hate whatever that Allah gives you. You 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 always complain. You when you 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 never want to f- fulfill the commandments, which I'm, I'm I think most of us aren't as well. So we are stuck in the middle of the spectrum, which is known as the sick heart. That sometimes we want to, on good days we can and we love to fulfill the obligations. Sometimes we, we cannot. It's always a constant struggle between these two extremes, these two, and it's the moderate lah. So the ulama say one of the cures for the sick heart is to sit in circles of knowledge with pious people. And uh, uh, Habib Omar from uh, Yemen, he himself has said that... Uh, he he refers to this coronavirus lah, which was quite uh, uh, in- uh funny interesting moment lah. He said he was he was talking about how coronavirus was spreading so easily. Then he he brought it into context. Say so like coronavirus is also like a believer. When you're with a believer, then the iman also spreads to you. So that that really shows like the importance of companionship and and the effects of it lah. We are, we all have a sick heart. Most of us have a sick. I have a sick heart. And the best remedy is to sit within circles with companionships. Which brings me to my last part of the podcast today. And this is 2020 Ramadan. Where the circuit breaker. And whatever you've mentioned last year, it is not possible. At all. You know? And it's, it's a total 180 degree change. Where imagine converts they have converted last month. And... They truly need the companionship and they are not able to get it. And it is so it's, it's scary and yet so sad and heartbreaking at the same time that that there are these people in need and, and, and you know, they have to face Ramadan by themselves. When Ramadan is easily the biggest challenge to any believer at, a, at in this year, you know, and because it's, it's a lot of things to manage, you know, you have to strive for perfection. It's a month of, it's a very sacred month. For converts, this year is, is different. And and I just want to ask you, you know, how has Ramadan been for you this year? How different is it? So, um, it's, it's uh, different in terms of the companionship. Like, um, like the, I, I don't meet brothers and sisters. I, I don't, like, say, uh, give salam to random people that, um, that I, I just saw at the masjid. Or, um, I don't, I um, I don't ma ah and uh, I don't. I mean, I I I'm I'm actually very blessed. Like I I I still get to jema'a with my sister and brother-in-law. Um, so so yeah, that's a blessing I'm very blessed for. Uh, but for for converts really like that, just um, it it must be tough lah. And um, but but okay. So I'm also blessed for my that group of friends that I found last year. So like we, this this year, first of um, Ramadan, we, we had a virtual iftar um, where, where we went on Zoom and then uh, 
like we literally like um make, uh, making dua and um waiting for azan and then hearing the azan together and then watching to get each other eat and like um just talk talk a bit here and there and then uh so so it, it was nice that um I, I was i we got to like keep uh the the, the companionship life even though it's a lot more lesser than what it used to be last year ramadan now but um yeah, at least something you know it was quite nice um yeah and and um uh so like yeah i guess this year also i've been uh doing terawih um alone also and uh like i think that's yeah the stay alone and being alone thing also uh it it, it, it is um a challenge but also it is a blessing also because because uh, i this year ramadan i first time tadarus tadarus so like the online zoom group where uh, we read the quran so um so that's you know last year i wouldn't have that opportunity lah and um like like being alone like um in taraweeh like doing alone instead of following an imam it also helps me to um develop, develop a stronger love for the, the surahs that i'm reading and uh, help with memorization and help with like, maybe more um intimacy with my connection with god um stuff like that so uh that's good and bad lah so uh, i'm i'm taking it very positively alhamdulillah so yeah was it your first time doing taraweeh this year alone uh do you feel like it was a tough transition to manage like from praying taraweeh in jamaah last year to this year first time praying taraweeh alone like do you feel like it was a was a tough thing to do you feel like do you some there's some things that you had to learn was it hard to pick it up i i think it wasn't that hard because within from last year ramadan to this year ramadan um i i kept going for classes and i i and i learned how to do taraweeh already lah so um yeah so yeah yeah to learn how to pick it up it wasn't that hard because it's just to rakaat you know to rakaat sunnah like any other yeah and and you mentioned about like seeing the positives in in this time of struggle right so of course there is an uh th- i mean the avenues for meeting your friends is very little you know that we, we get but thank god there's zoom you know yeah. uh thank god there's virtual iftar so that we can like i mean do this exactly, for yeah. now yeah <laughs> the fact that there is still access to certain uh, facilities that allow us contact our friends it, it's a blessing lah and secondly it's also yes like companionship is isn't there anymore you might not be able to learn together with your friends but perhaps this is an a, a way to focus our time into more personal things like like reflections like thinking about what has happened in your life the blessings that you have received that really bodes well with getting awareness of Allah which is really truly the uh, the the goal of the month of Ramadan Allah says in the Quran establish your fast so that you can have taqwa wow. so that is truly the goal of this month and and truly we can self reflection is a way to get to that goal seeing the places where Allah has left his imprint in your life which is everywhere but we just have to take the time to sit down and think so this really forces us to you know regroup and 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 think about things because i'm sure 
if it was me, it was Ramadan, you know, I wouldn't be at home, you know, I would be at iftar at every other mosque, every other day, you know, I'm not going to give myself a second of rest, but this year Ramadan, I'm just in my room, my room is my mini mosque, yeah, so, uh, it's, 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 it's seeing the benefits in each type of ibadah, you know, and it, it's really telling yourself to also, uh, uh, a way to increase our awareness of Allah is to, is to think well of the things that have happened to us, you know, perhaps one way doesn't work out, like this year, we might not have our companions, but at least we can still maybe have a third of the experience with Zoom, but right now we are, we are able to focus more on ourselves, our own internal actions, you know, so that's one, that's that, these are the blessings that are coming out of the situation, so, but of course for converts who have not built up a, a group of friends yet, right, uh, do you, do you have any tips that were to give them? Like, okay, if you ask me, my personal tip would be like to set mini goals for Ramadan. You know, like that w- is how you occupy yourself. Don't set too much of a big goal because you feel that that is too distant then you might not want to reach for it, right? So if you just set a mini goal, like you want to do a certain type of ibadah at least one day, like you pray all the before and after God, Bia and Badia for your prayers, that is one goal that you can try to achieve every day or you can strive to learn one surah in a month. So that is one goal that you can strive every day towards. That like small goals that will occupy yourself lah. But do, do you have any other tips that that you can give a convert that might not have that kind of companionship this month and is listening to this podcast? Yeah, I I think you uh, reminded me of um our friend uh, uh brother. So for 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 me and you like we our first Ramadan our second Ramadan we we got to uh, get uh this companionship but I have brothers that for the first um six years that they became muslim they they, they were alone like they um or, or they did like go for mosques and everything but they didn't feel uh like, um they didn't get like solid companions that are still with them today so um so 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 um so but for them i think i would say like um Focus on you and Allah, like your your spirituality and everything. It is it is um really not determined by the environment or people around you. You know, it is a individual responsibility. So individual journey is a um individual struggle. Um, so so you just um yeah like just whatever way that you like or whatever means like even a single of a single bit of effort, like you, even like following an Islamic account on IG or whatever, um, whatever it may be, like um, don't undermine the little, little um, efforts, lah. And um, yeah, so so um, for uh, Ramadan, of course, I have to say Quran. Ramadan is the man of um, the man of the Quran. Uh, Quran. So like, uh, yeah. So so and um, of course, we have heard this before. If you want to talk to God, you pray, and if you want to um, listen to God, read the Quran. So, um, for us that we have, uh, I don't know how to read the Quran yet, then we listen to the Quran. You know, um, Quran was revealed through um, recitation, not word like words. You know, um, our Prophet Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam couldn't read alphabet. Uh, uh, you know, um, stuff. So, um, yeah, like um, spend more time. With yourself talking to, to yourself talking to God and um 
with the your your with the Quran lah. So you mentioned about um the importance of uh immersing yourself in this Islamic culture, right? So as what uh, one thing that converts that don't have you know many companions that will relate to their experiences yet is you can go on Instagram, follow as many accounts as you can. You know, use Instagram social media as a tool. Okay, use that to your advantage this month. Immerse yourself in this like uh Ramadan uh culture that we have now. The the whole vibes we have now. Okay, and every time you go on Instagram, you pe- your people around you might not be able to relate, but at least on Instagram you can read things that that will validate what you are doing. You know, you are not detached from a Muslim community. You know, we are we are with you. We are with the converts. Okay, and if if we are not able to be there in person, then. You can go on Instagram. There are many people who would love to, to you know, relate to your experiences and talk to you about it. So one thing about companionship is not just to strive to each other, but also to relate to each other, right? So this is us lending, uh, putting a hand out, and uh, this is actually converts uh central, uh, putting a hand out and saying that actually if you need companionship, you know, go on to our Instagram page, just DM us, give us a. Give us a text, give us a message, and and we will reply to you. And if you need a circle of friends, we we have a circle of friends ready to you know make friends and 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 talk to you about the the struggles you face or or the milestones that you've achieved during Ramadan. You know there 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 is always companions out there who are willing to talk to you, willing to you know laugh with you and cry with you for this experience. So you are never alone. So uh, we are going to end our podcast here. Um. Thank you so much, Sister Lina, for sharing your Ramadan journey all the way from your first Ramadan, your first Torah way, until last year, until this year. Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening to my story. Whatever good is from Allah, whatever bad is from me and the Shaitan. I think Shaitan locked up in Ramadan. <laughs> whatever bad is from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would like to wish you a, a, a blessed Ramadan. We, 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 we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides all of us towards his, his deen this month and guides us in the footsteps of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, with this, let's recite uh, Tasbir Kafara and Su'al Al-As. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wal-Asl innal insana lafi khus illa ladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bilhaqi wa tawasaw bisabr. So, thank you so much, sister. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.